0: Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley.
1: The Matt Mosley Show. And we're off and running. On a Wednesday afternoon, so much going on, so much excitement at the uh, station, championships being won left and right, Big 12 uh, Women's Championship already, at least a share of that's already in the bag, and then uh, the men will be trying to uh, go ahead and play for that on Saturday. So, huge weekend coming up at the Ferrell Center, sounds like just the kind of weekend Garrett Ross will love Garrett Ross in for Aaron Sexton again today and uh, get our best wishes to Aaron had a little uh, had a little uh, under the weather thing going on. And uh, but he's fine. He's back. He was today. Sounded good. I was visiting with him. I don't know how he really sounded. I was texting with him, but he's doing (laughs) fine. And, And I think he'll be back in the saddle tomorrow. And then Garrett will be able to go back to focusing on his duties on the game time show. With Ward and Tom Barfield, seven to nine weekdays, right here on the station, and some exciting news today. I always love breaking news. We're um, and we always like to be the first to have different folks on. And Garrett, I know sometimes you think, oh, Mosley, he's into Baylor athletics, he's into the Cowboys. I hope you've noticed recently. You know, one thing I love, I love some high school basketball. I like high school football. And I get excited when there's some breaking news locally on the high school front. And Tom Westerberg gets, gets hired at uh, Salado as the head football coach. Now, Alan Harris, a longtime friend of mine, and a, uh, as a uh, Salado resident myself, spend a fair amount of time there in Salado, Texas, we're we're uh, we were you know really upset and sad to hear that Allen was leaving. So I've been kind of waiting to see what would uh, happen. Who's going to uh, who's going to be the next coach? And I mean this is a this is a big time hire, Garrett. And Garrett, someone covers a lot of uh, Central Texas football and basketball. In fact, uh, spends a lot of time there in Belton at Belton newspaper. You can read some of Garrett Ross's material, but Tom Westerberg. I've known him going back to my uh, Dallas Morning News days. Tom uh, is, was at Allen and was the office coordinator under Joe Martin. A lot of those great coaches. Gamble came up under Martin, the coaching, free, uh, the coaching tree. Uh, t- uh, you know, Coach Gamble, obviously, was at Midway, and people remember him there, and then uh, at Allen. But a lot of those guys came up under Joe Martin, who won a state title at Garland, and then went over to Allen, and then decided he just, um, he, was, he was done coaching. And uh, some of those guys continued on. And then it was Tom Westerberg who took over at the time. And I remember his son being a top-flight quarterback there at Allen. And his son now is the head coach at, I looked this up earlier today, White House in East Texas. Garrett, can you tell me who, uh, what famous quarterback came out of White House High School?
2: That would be the Patrick Mahomes.
1: Nice. Nice. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you are correct, sir. Came right there out of White House. And that is where the younger uh, Westerberg is. But today we'll focus on where uh, the elder Westerberg is, and that is Salado, Texas. Really good hire. Now, Bank Shots is coming up. And, no, Garrett, just a reminder. uh, This is a busy, crazy show that we do four to six, but a reminder that our banking executives, in fact, just one of them today, will be calling in for bank shots, and that'll happen. Oh, they'll call in here in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk to them. But Garrett, um, what did you think when you saw that hire? And and now that I'm feeling filling in some of the uh, information. In fact, I called Ward earlier today, Ward White, and we were talking this over. But I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pumped for Salado. I mean, Tom Westerberg, he was an athletic director at Hayes, uh, and he, I guess he decided he wanted to coach again. And, uh, and by the way, great hire for Coach Baird. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the AD at Salado. But uh, Garrett, I mean, I, I wanted to get your take on this. Were you pretty pleased with this Salado hire?
2: I was. I mean, this is a guy who has a proven track record uh, at everywhere he's been. Um, he knows how to win big games. It, it might take some time for the Salado fans to see the, com- the contrast in styles and offensive philosophy. Um, but you have a lot of talent down there to work with. Coach Hare did a tremendous job and has left it in great hands. Um, I'm excited to see the future of Salado because we already know what they can do down there. Um, But it's going to be, like I said, it's going to take some time to adjust, but it's going to be worth it, and they're going to win a lot of games.
1: All right, and while you're getting ready to take a call, Garrett, I love when Garrett weighs in on all this high school stuff, good stuff. and Garrett covers it really well, and he's also really good on recruiting. But, Garrett, I wanted to let everybody know um, we've got a new sponsor and I'm so excited, new partner, Uh, and uh, they're coming on with us. In fact, uh, they're going to be part of our our Big 12 uh, tournament coverage and and some of our March Madness coverage that we're going to have. Very exciting stuff. It is Twisted Creek Ranch. Twisted Creek Ranch, and they've got a sneak preview land sale coming up Saturday, March 19th, and Sunday, March 20th. These are 10 acres. At only ninety nine $99, nine 10 acres and new twelve hundred square foot barn dominium shell and ten acres, uh, my gosh, for only one fifty nine nine. I'm talking about, I'm talking about these this unbelievable land. And so here's what you do: you go to uh, twistedcreektexas.com. And I, let me do, say this for you though: twisted creek. Tx.com, Twisted Creek Tx.com, and these are people are like where are they Mosley? Well, it's Hill Country Views in Comanche and Hamilton, gated entrance, an electric, uh, electric and then you got the uh, the uh, the private roads in there, peaceful creek meandering through the community, uh, low taxes. Uh, because of the uh, the age evaluation out there, so pretty cool stuff. Uh, perfect for weekend getaways or a primary residence. Some of these places that are real big time like this won't let it won't let you have a primary residence. They will uh, at Twisted Creek. Again, this is Twisted It's Twisted Creek Ranch, and we're very excited. Now, Garrett, have our have we heard from our top banking executive? Do we have him on the line now? Yes, we do. Oh, good. Good. All right. Um, and he's a man. I, I tell you what, um, and, and Brian Fonville, executive vice president, is on with us. Joe Nesbitt, now CEO, I guess he's just got uh, he's got other things to do. I get it. I get it. And, uh, and it, but you don't even have to be on speaker. You can just pick up the phone now uh, because it's just you, Brian Fonville. Did you hear me talking about this land sale going on um, when people want to do? those kinds of things and they need to finance that out uh maybe borrow the money do a mortgage all of that brian help me out here could y'all do that at central national bank or y'all are can y'all help people that are maybe trying to uh get out there and buy some of those 10 acre lots
3: you know matt when you were describing that a few moments ago i was like if matt is the broadcaster that he claims to be he'll find a way to make this into a sales pitch for Central National Bank. But, yes, absolutely, those are the kind of <laughs> deals we can do. Oh, man. It's <laughs> and I don't know where – you know, last week when we were on the air, Matt, you asked Joe now that he was CEO if he was still going to have time for the Matt Mosley show, and he said, you know, favorite time of the week. And, uh, you know, week one after that announcement, he's not here, but he's, uh, he's actually just so – I'm not dogging him too much. Joe is on the board of the Texas Bankers Association, and yep. uh, they have their board meeting uh, down in Austin, and so he's down there for that. So we, we're missing him right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, guess where I ran into uh, his brother uh, Tom Nesbit right there at uh, right there at Schultz's Beer Garden when I was doing some uh, pregame work the other day. So the Nesbit family was representing the uh, the uh, Nesbit. Uh, uh, the nephew of Joe, George, was there, and, and so we were. He- I was hearing some great things about college and what George is thinking about. Um, I, think, I think George Nesbitt should just do like these uh, players do and put several caps out, you know, on one of those <laughs> tables, like Wake Forest, Baylor, Yale, Harvard. I, I wish I had done that. Like, you just put caps from places I had no chance of going to, but then, and then pick up the Baylor cap. Uh, but uh, very exciting stuff going on. Now, I, there's something, um, and we could talk soccer, but I, I did like this uh, angle you had with uh, the sanctions toward people. It's like, oh, where's Moseley going with this? The sanction <laughs> toward the Russians right now. Now, we're all looking at the Ukrainians. We stand with Ukraine. We're right there with them. But now you understand from a banking perspective, we're hearing this thing called like SWIFT, these are some of the banking sanctions that our country and actually internationally they are taking against Russia in, in, in trying to kind of uh, short circuit Putin in his evil ways. Uh, Brian,
3: you have one minute to explain to us what this means. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for setting aside that, that lengthy amount of time, Matt. Uh, it's, you know, it's not often that, that bank that banking related things end up in kind of the national conversation, so. Yeah, you know, SWIFT is something that if you work in a bank, you're kind of familiar with it. It's not so much a big deal for a local bank, but for these larger, you know, like state banks in Russia, it's a big deal to be cut off of what's called the SWIFT network. And that's how these banks, uh, like really any type of international transaction going between countries runs through this SWIFT network. And uh, like just to give you an example, back in 2012, the EU sanctioned Iran and cut them off of the SWIFT system. And as a result of that, I mean, their oil export revenue dropped. 30% of their foreign trade um, was also impacted. So it's a big deal, and it severely limits a country's ability, not just the banks in that country, but the banks' customers. So any business or anybody in Russia trying to do international commerce right now is going to be significantly impacted by that. Did I keep it to one minute? Yeah, that was good.
1: That was good, okay. i uh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I was checking some scores while you were <laughs>
3: I'm just kidding i, I was, was waiting for a a, like a <laughs> countdown timer from uh, Garrett or some some sound effect, yeah, Garrett, do we have a buzzer or something when, when
1: Brian <laughs> gets too deep into some of the banking yeah we can we can, I can gong him or... <laughs> oh man, well i uh that is interesting, and I do find it fascinating all of this, and I think any sanctions we can uh we can have against Putin right now are good. And so the way I'm going to sell this is C and B is doing its part to help the Ukrainians. Okay. And so, so I like that. Now, real quick on a soccer note, you are the soccer expert of uh, the Matt Mosley show here on ESPN central Texas. What happened in this cup? You were telling me earlier, it's, it's named after some energy drink, but this is a big international soccer type deal. And I know uh, Liverpool, man. You, I forget. Are you Chelsea? Which one are you? I'm Chelsea. You are Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. What? Who? Is this going on, or did it just? Was it just
3: completed? And who won? Yeah, it just completed. It was over the weekend. It was on Sunday. And, and the reason I brought it up to you is because I think I can I thought Aaron Sexton, Sexton's team that he follows was Liverpool, but I could be wrong about that. But Chelsea and Liverpool both ended up in the Carabao Cup final. And, uh, Matt, you would have loved it. The game went into extra time. It was 0-0. Zero, zero, nobody scored. <laughs> and uh, it ended in penalty kicks, and uh, Liverpool ended up pulling it out. It actually, I've, I've never watched a game where it went 11 rounds deep in the penalty kicks. And when they get that far, the goalies actually have to kick the penalty kick. And uh, it ended on the final one. the Chelsea goalkeeper just kicked it over the the crossbar into the crowd. And uh, so, anyway, for a 0-0 game, it's probably one of the most exciting 0-0 games that you could have probably ever seen. Yeah.
1: I'm glad you were here to summarize it because I don't think I'm going to try to look for a replay of that. But, um, (laughs) um, Brian, uh, and by the way, I'm going to give you something over the air right now. It's Garrett S. Ross. That's why uh, you might have been having trouble getting that beautiful graphic oh. over to him. Garrett S. <laughs> well, Ross. Yeah, and I'm, I may have uh, been at fault for, uh, for holding this process up, but uh, I love that new graphic, and I want to get it out there to everybody. Uh, Brian, have a uh, great rest of the week as you continue to fight these Russians. We appreciate you.
3: Thank you, Matt. Have a good one.
1: All right, there he goes. Uh, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President of central national bank next we're going to talk to one of the great former tcu football players and a guy who does the radio he's a radio voice of uh, of tcu basketball tcu helped baylor in a huge way last night we discuss with john denton
4: next This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm chief meteorologist Mike Point. Mostly cloudy skies continue tonight. It'll be mild with low temperatures falling to 43 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a breezy day, but that's going to bump temperatures to around 78. And mostly cloudy on Friday, a little bit cooler at 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
5: Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Moore. The
4: Bears close the regular
6: season on Senior Day, Saturday, hosting Iowa State, 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday.
5: Baylor men's basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas.
9: Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change, no matter what the season.
10: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
11: ESPN Radio
12: Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day with Commissioner Rob Manford announcing the sport will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute for the first time in 27 years after lockout talks collapsed hours before the deadline. TCU beat number 6 Kansas 74-64 last night. Also in the Big 12, OU beat West Virginia 72-59. Tonight in Big 12 action, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. Conley basketball is heading back to the regional tournament to face Silsby, and Lorena is also heading back to regionals this weekend to face ball Baylor softball gets a sweep of Prairie View A&M yesterday, and Baylor baseball back on the diamond tonight to face Rice. First pitch at six thirty, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas
11: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: is the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas so pleased to be joined by John Denton right now and uh, John longtime friend Horn Frog former Horn Frog great football player and loves to call some hoops I've seen him at baseball Horn Frog baseball games over the years calls football as well but John the Baylor family we all came together we put aside our differences the um, the Baptist and then Whatever it is, TCU is Christian. Uh, the, uh...
13: That's the that's, that's, that's the biggest backhanded compliment
1: ever. Yeah, I know. It's like the Christian church. It's I, I, we had one of those in Kaufman where I grew up, and I kind of wondered well, I'd be on the way to First Baptist, and I was always like, "Man, what are they up to over there? What are those, What are they doing? Aren't we all Christians?" But That's a uh, it's a great it's a great uh, it's but all that to say, John, that was an awesome win, and that's back to back top ten victories for the frogs. And so, just let me say thank you, thank you for what you guys Uh, did last night.
13: You know, I mean it it's it was it was a scene last night. You know, you know what's fun is to, to hear people like you saying you know thank you and you know right things are winding down. I mean, the great John Morris is sending me a text. Pat Nunley has sent me a t- – I mean, I'm getting more love from the 254 area code than, you know, when my great-grandmother used to live down there. So it's um, it's been a lot of fun. By the way, somebody said last night the C and TCU means for crushing the top ten. So, you know, <laughs> okay. we probably All need right. to tap the brakes on that because um, as we speak, I'm, I'm about to go run and catch a flight for Kansas City, and, you know, this, this weird scheduling quirk has us playing – a rematch uh, against Kansas tomorrow night in Allen Fieldhouse. So, unlike Clubber Lang, who told Rocky there ain't going to be no rematch, well, guess what? There's going to be a rematch. It's it's going to be strange playing these uh, Kansas Jayhawks again within 48 hours. It's, it's almost like a, a two-team tournament.
1: Yeah. And then you have a chance to hand the Bears possibly an outright Big 12 championship. <laughs> it's very funny that TCU – is now in position. And by the way, there were some bears in attendance. Uh, I, I saw um, one of my friends, Ashley Hodge, was there wearing a green and gold shirt and, and <laughs> hanging with one of your, your your TCU brethren, and he was yeah. fired up and, and cheering for the Frogs. So uh, it can be done. And uh, it was uh, it's uh, it was a fun atmosphere. And uh, what what was the uh, what what have those crowds been like? By the way, because this has been an up and down year you'll think, oh, man, TCU's doing okay. And then you'll hit a tailspin. And then all of a sudden you have these two. I mean, was there anything that made you think this could be coming, you know, a a Texas Tech, uh, Kansas two-step? Had you seen anything, John, to lead you to believe that that Jamie Dixon's team was capable of something like that?
13: Well, I'll tell you, I mean, it really – we started to see this team – playing a lot better. It started to show signs, and it's, it's been slow coming because they've, they've had uh, some, some, tough, some tough roads. Uh, they've had a couple of games, actually about four games, Matt, where I said we were the best 32-minute team in the nation. I mean, we, <laughs> we had a 10-point lead on Texas last week, blew that. I mean, nine minutes left, had a 10-point lead, couldn't finish. Had uh, Iowa State beat at home, blew that one had uh, a lead on Tech in Lubbock, blew that one. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just it's – it's been, um, you know, kind of up and down. And from really kind of mid-January to mid-February, this was a team that, you know, who was going to show up? That was the question that you had, had to answer. And, you know, there have been a few bumps and bruises, and you had Mike Miles who didn't play two straight games against Kansas State at home, and the Frogs lost that one against Oklahoma State at home where – Frogs had that game won, and just couldn't close. And and they've you know frankly missed Mike Miles. He's back, uh, healthy. Uh, part of it is there's two things. Number one, Mike Miles probably ought to be first team All Big Twelve. He is. He's been durable. He's been tough. He's persevered. And right now he's playing his best best basketball of the year. I mean the last last two games. He's cranked it up. You know, he had 19 last night. He had uh, 26 against Tech, along with five steals. So, I mean, he's he's getting his average up there, and he's finding other players. The other thing is that uh, Jamie Dixon's done a really good job. This, you know, there's eight new faces on this on this roster, and you know, you probably. Couldn't tell it. If you were in Waco a week ago Saturday, we looked just like the same old limp TCU that, you know, usually comes through Waco, <laughs> but uh, that, was, that was really the probably the worst game they've played all year, and they had a long players-only get-together after that and, and you know, kind of said, hey, you know, we've got a decent record. We've beaten some good teams. Prior to last night, probably the best game that they've um, played was when they beat LSU here in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and Miles had 19 points. Damian Ball had 14. But this is a this is a team that now that it's healthy, very athletic. It's got some length. It's got some size. We've got a legitimate five man in Eddie Lampkin who can move around. He's got a pretty good little quick game, and then a, mm-hmm. a backup to him named Xavier Cork, who at 6'10, uh, he had eight points last night, all in the paint, battling against um, McCormick. And the thing that was evident last night was, in KU's beat up a little bit but I mean they're still the number 6 team in the nation and 6 in the net ranking. I mean they they've got some of the best talent, maybe the best talent in the Big 12 and they did not have an answer for what TCU was throwing at them. And that's the first time since Baylor or uh, sorry TCU's been in the Big 12, Matt, that we've seen a TCU team that gave Kansas matchup problems. And no matter what Bill self threw out there Frogs had an answer. They blocked shots. They defended well. They de- uh, rebounded well. Out-rebounded Kansas 47-35, to 35, which is huge. And, you know, toward the end of the game, you know, Bill Self's head looked like it was going to explode. He's got the best red face going.
3: <laughs>
1: I used to think Tom Coughlin had a great red face. Uh... I thought Billy back in the day in Oklahoma and then famously at TCU, Tubbs, I thought oh, Tubbs yeah. could get pretty red. But you're right, Bill can do that. He's mostly composed, but he can get worked up a little bit. Um, talking to John Denton, who uh, the color analyst for uh, TCU men's basketball and then also football, this uh, uh, Damian Ball that you mentioned, have you uh, explained to Damian, like, over the years, you think everybody reminds him that he shares a famous last name with a, with one of the great quarterbacks of all time. As uh, you think he's heard that a time or two.
13: Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's he's very aware of it. Uh, you know the indoor practice facility uh, here at TCU's named for Sammy Boss. So yeah, he's he's well aware as he rolls out on the court with that ball name across the back of his uh, jersey. That you know he's he's um, He's the guy. And, you know, he played a little quarterback in high school, and he is very good uh, with the long pass to break presses. Uh, they've mm-hmm. they've uh, executed that very well with Emanuel Miller on the receiving end. And uh, those two guys, uh, I mentioned Baugh, who's a guard who plays opposite of, of Mike Miles, and Emanuel Miller, who plays a small forward. Uh, those two guys have added components that TCU really hasn't had you know, in the last 10 or 12 years. Very long guard, uh, Bob, transfer from Memphis, he's 6'4". Good defender, long arms, you know, causes problems for opposing guards. Caused some problems last night for Kansas. They had a hard time getting uh, into any rhythm on their offense. Remy Martin, the guard for Kansas, just kind of got gobbled up. And then you've got Emmanuel Miller, who is very athletic, plays bigger than his 6'7 frame, really quick, had 11 points last night and seven rebounds, and just gets in there and battles. And transfer from A and M, who reads the ball well off the rim, and you know those some of those guys are just gifted that way.
1: John, I went to the Irwin Center to say goodbye the other night, and I was kind of curious. Did you, uh, did you
13: beat on the Did you beat on the drum? You know, a lot of people are old people like me still call it the drum. That's what it used to be called years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, the th- thing is, I don't hear it as much anymore, and so I just say the Irwin Center, but, yeah, I always thought of it as the drum and that beautiful – they had it lit up as I left. I thought, oh, my gosh, they really want to blow this place up, but I think that moody they're going to have is going to be really, really nice. Is there a particular game, uh, whether it involved TCU or, uh, or anything else, or a concert that you particularly – that brings you great memories of that, uh, of that fabled arena – that opened in uh, around 1977 they opened the yep. uh, Frank Irwin
13: Center yeah I remember uh, going down there not long after it, it was opened my sister was in school down there and went to a basketball game the great Abe Lemons was stalking the sidelines and that was uh, that was the year that that building opened and they they went and they won the NIT they had Johnny Moore was one of their guards and uh, Jim Crevax and um, got to see them play. That was a a big thrill. I always thought, uh, you know, growing up in the state of Texas, uh, and I had a lot of family in Austin. My mom actually grew up on campus. Her dad worked at UT, so, you know, that was a lot of fun, and then my sister graduated uh, from UT. Graduation was there, but a couple of years ago, about eight of us from Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, four couples, we loaded up Went and spent the weekend in Austin and went to the um, Paul Simon concert oh, wow. in the Irwin Center, and that's the first concert I'd ever been there. That's a great concert venue. I think that's the challenge they're going to have with the new Moody Center: is will it be as as good a concert venue? Because the acoustics are great. That was you know that's a large large arena, and as far as I know, they're going to tear it down and make room for the medical school that continues to. Kind of extend its tentacles and sprawl
3: mm-hmm.
13: all along that that area there. So, yeah, lots of good memories. It uh, makes me feel old thinking that you know that building's obsolete, but mm-hmm. you know it's had a it's had a good run. And you know, gosh, anymore now, as we get older, you know these stadiums and arenas maximum have a useful life of about 25 years, and they get scraped and replaced.
1: Isn't that weird? Although Allen Fieldhouse, yeah. there are some great old buildings that they, they just kind of renovate and stay with, which I do love the oh. history of that. I had, uh, I, every, I had, you know, go ahead.
13: No, I was going to say every, uh, I'm going to, you know, tomorrow I'll walk in for shoot around at Allen Fieldhouse. i always, am looking for Gene Hackman to come out of one of the tunnels because it, that place <laughs> is just a, it's a barn. It's just a, you know, old historic place that they're not about to touch it. They've Updated it a little bit, but they're not going to mess with it. They'll, they'll. Uh, anybody comes in there as an administrator wants to build a new basketball arena, they'll take them out and fire them right there.
1: <laughs> Although they did invite uh, Snoop Dogg to come in with uh, some pole dancers a couple of years yep, ago, and that, that got uh, some administrator in trouble.
13: Yeah, yeah. That uh, he's he's no longer there. I'm informed by the uh, <laughs> folks at Kansas that came up yesterday at lunch. And, oh, uh, did it? Yep, that was. That was the beginning of the end for that administrator.
1: Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out for a Midnight Madness. He, he thought uh, <laughs> Snoop was going to put on a family show, and it didn't exactly yeah, work out well, like that. Um, did um, I, I had Jim Haller on yesterday, and it made me think. You, yes. you brought up Abe Lemons. Uh, what, was, what was Killingsworth like, Jim Killingsworth uh, uh, at TCU? Like, those are such characters. Shelby just almost had the look of a vaudeville-type comedian, you know, and I know they were all funny and interesting. Eddie Sutton at Arkansas was a guy. V. Lewis had his own thing going. Um, was Killingsworth funny like those guys, or was he more reserved? What was, what was? I just can barely remember some of those teams, like Browder or somebody like that, may have played for for you guys back then. But what was, yeah. uh, what was Killingsworth like?
13: Well, I tell you what, Killingsworth uh, was a lot like Billy. Uh, a really funny guy not a, not quite as uh you know Billy could have been you know a stand in for Johnny Carson or one of the late night talk show hosts i mean he 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 loved the limelight and loved kind of holding court killer was funny and you know enjoyed the kids and enjoyed coaching but he he wasn't quite the showman that that uh, Billy Tubbs was but he was a guy who you know it it helped you know he was at Oklahoma State for a while uh, had built up some programs at Idaho, and, you know, was a, a good fit at the time because when he got to TCU in the late 70s, TCU wasn't winning at anything. I mean, it was just, you know, football was awful. Uh, baseball was just, you know, just another sport that was funded there. I mean, TCU across the board really didn't have a lot going for it from an athletic standpoint. And they bring in Jim Killingsworth and, you know, 1978-79 is his first year and they start building it up and he's he, he put together a good staff they went and found players that they thought they could develop and by the time I got to school in 1980 uh, you know they were starting to, to make a little noise that's where the term killer frogs comes from because it was killers frogs because they were winning games in the southwest conference tournament and going on the road and up with these upsets at Arkansas and at a and at tech and even in Austin and um, you know it, he was he was a guy that you know as a as a student working at the at KTCU uh, you'd make an appointment you'd call him you'd roll tape and he'd give you 30 minutes and he was great mm. and um, I've still got some tape somewhere it was great he loved I mean he had to have a cigarette he had one right before he'd go on the floor yeah then he'd have one at He'd have one or two at halftime, and then he'd have you know he'd be doing post game interviews with one in his pocket and one in his mouth. But you could hear the <laughs> click of the cigarette or the c- uh, cigarette lighter while he had you on the phone, and he had explained <laughs> concepts and defensive concepts and all this stuff that we didn't have time to put on the air. But Killer was a hilarious guy. He's also a guy that could get really mad and uh, was known for standing up, ripping off his sport coat and throwing it on the floor and leaving it out in the court, like just over the line, just to irritate some old Southwest Conference officials like Mike Tanko and some of those guys that, oh, man, he he could get mad. Even saw him one time pick up a folding chair. He didn't throw it. He refrained from that. But he was a fiery guy who did not like losing, and his teams played that way.
1: Yeah, and then of course, I—I uh, I, what I remember is either I think it was Jamie Dixon hitting one of those shots. I think to beat Texas, he had a long shot yeah. to beat Texas. It was probably Weltlick's It's probably Bob Weltlick's Texas team. Yeah, it was Bob. Uh, well,
13: I worked—I worked a game years later with Bob Weltlick, and he was still not over it when he found out I was from <laughs> TCU. He—he he relived the whole plan I said. Coach, I was right there. I was on the floor. I saw the whole thing. He goes, "We practically tackle the guy, and nobody will call a foul." And then he throws up this prayer. It goes in. He goes, "We got, we got so jobbed at TCU." I said, "Nobody ever gets jobbed at TCU." <laughs> hey,
1: that would have been the uh, that that's like you know years later when I'm in school. You got uh, Gene at Baylor, Mo Iba oh, yeah at TCU. So so yeah. funny that. uh the Iba, which was one of the most unbelievable uh, coaching trees, from uh, you know Hank Iba, the famous old man, and uh, I guess uh, Mo was Mo his son, and Gene was his nephew. Yeah. Is that right?
13: Yeah, Mo. Okay. Mo was uh, Mo was Hank's son, and yeah. Gene was the nephew. Yeah. And um, you know Mo, Mo was a good guy, and he recruited a lot of good players. Recruited the great uh, Kirk Thomas, who played. Here led the nation in scoring and rebounding his last year, and then went on played 18. I had dinner with him the other day. Played 18 years in the NBA. Think about that. I mean, that is that is yeah. unbelievable. But Mo Iba recruited him, and uh, Hank used to come visit and would stay with Mo for a couple of weeks. And uh, I met him a couple of times. He oh, he'd wow. go out, and hang out at practice, and would get after players. Oh my gosh, he was he was a piece of work
1: what a legend i mean that that's pretty cool to say you were around because that's a, in, in a lot of circles Ibas, you know can be mentioned in the same breath as like wooden and some of those different people and uh that's that's a, that's about as big as it gets all right um we uh, enjoyed enjoyed with you have a safe trip tell my old okay, radio so
13: cohort uh, brian estridge i said hey and uh yeah, you'll I, will, have a, I will tell uh, him have, and, yeah. and i will I will, uh, I'm, I'm taking copious notes here on my to-do list for tomorrow is to make sure to have the Frogs help the Bears and pull a back-to-back upset of Kansas so that uh, the green and gold can continue on its march to a second straight national championship. How about that?
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for saying that, right. and uh, it yeah. was great to visit. Well, I hope with Scott
13: you. Drew's listening. I'm sure he loves me putting that pressure on him, but we'll do what <laughs> we can to help.
1: All right, hit the horn and and riff ram bazoo. All right, that's right. Go frogs, sick 'em frogs. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, Great to visit with John Denton, a longtime friend of mine, and and does a great job on these TCU basketball broadcasts. All right, it's time for Campus Confidential. What does Garrett Ross have for us? That is next.
5: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
6: Join us Thursday and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's Thursday from Rudy's.
5: That's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday live from Rudy's and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder Effers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at ExtraCo Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 756-1633.
7: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment. Equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
4: How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need.
6: Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety in our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com.
11: ESPN Radio
12: Sports Center. I'm Warren Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day with Commissioner Rob Manford announcing the sport will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute for the first time in 27 years after lockout talks collapsed hours before the deadline. TCU beat number six Kansas 74-64 last night. Also in the Big 12, OU beat West Virginia 72-59. Tonight in Big 12 action, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. Conley basketball is heading back to the regional tournament to face Silsby, and Lorena is also heading back to regionals this weekend to face ball Baylor softball gets a sweep of Prairie View A&M yesterday. And Baylor baseball back on the diamond tonight to face Rice. First pitch at 630, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports
11: Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It
1: is Matt Mosley? And uh, we are uh, are rolling through a Wednesday. Gorgeous weather out. Lots of fun stuff going on. Getting ready to see if the Bears can, uh, oh, have a couple more conference titles in basketball. I mean, there's a chance men and women could have outright titles. Women have already secured... A a share men trying to do that on uh, Saturday, control their own destiny in that area. But TCU is going to go out to Kansas in kind of a rematch situation and see if they could, you know, so the Bears could have an opportunity to possibly uh, uh, have an outright. I mean, it is amazing, uh, especially given where we thought the Bears were heading just a few weeks ago. It was was looking shaky. They lose 81-58 on the road. That was rough. But every day at this time, we talk some college athletics, and so let me turn it over to Garrett Ross in today for Aaron Sexton.
2: All right, Matt, let's start with some college basketball news here. And we talk, we see all the time where former stars, and it doesn't matter the sport, they, they go in and they try to coach and they struggle. Um, and that's been the case for at Georgetown with Patrick Ewing. Uh, the Hoyas are 6-22 and 22 this season. They're 0-17 in Big East play, and they're 0-9 on the road. There's been a lot of talk over the past couple days if Ewing is going to be able to hold on to that job or not. And Georgetown Director of our AD Lee Reed released a statement saying, As a university with high standards and expectations for both academic and athletic excellence, we all share the disappointment of this difficult season. In this ever-evolving landscape of college athletics, we are committed to Coach Ewing, and we are working with him to evaluate every aspect of college basketball program and to make the necessary changes for him to put us back on the path to success. So it sounds like he's got the AD on his side, um, but this is something to definitely keep an eye on, Matt.
1: Uh, The Hoyas are awful this season, And, and quite honestly, they've been awful in the past under Ewing, and they got on one of these crazy runs, and won the, the Big East tournament, I think it was last year, and so that kind of, um, that kind of hid and, and protected him for a little bit. But this really speaks to, if you hire a superstar at your school, a former superstar, it, 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 especially these NBA superstars, it almost never works. I mean, you look at all the, uh, the former NBA greats who try to come back to their alma maters, Clyde Drexler did not work at Houston. Penny Hardaway, eh, it's been up and down at Memphis, mostly down lately. He brings in some great recruits. They don't really do that much, so I don't think it's worked out. The Ewing thing looks awful. Patrick had been a uh, longtime NBA assistant coach, so I mean, I don't think it was one of those situations where he wasn't qualified, but I, I don't, uh, I, it just, you're, you're going to have to. If they bring him back, it's just going to be the same. I don't think he's – I would say Juwan Howard's been about the best as far as a former star at a school who then goes on to have a lot of NBA success and comes back. I would say Juwan Howard, uh, and I know he's been in the news for the wrong reasons recently, has done just about as well as anybody. But most times you do it, it backfires. St. John's tried to hire Chris Mullen. You knew it was going to be awful, and it was awful. It never works. And uh, it, it most, most former superstars don't make great coaches. I thought Larry Bird had his moments, but, but even Larry knew that he needed to get out of uh, coaching pretty quickly and be in the front office. All right, uh, what else do we have, uh, Garrett, as we continue in Campus Confidential?
2: We're going to stick to the hardwood, Matt. So, USA Basketball has announced their Nike Summit team for the 2022 season. Uh, The game is going to take place in Portland, Oregon at the Moda Center. That will take on Friday, April 8th. And it's going to feature um, a lot of the top high school basketball players, the seniors, facing off against international players who are 19 years old and younger. And one of the players who is going to be in action is future Baylor Bear Keontae George. Uh, George is playing at IMG Academy right now. He is a Louisville neighbor, native up in the Metroplex, uh, and he was up already been a part of the team that won gold in the 2021 FIBA three-on-three under-18 uh, World Cup last summer. Uh, so this is something definitely if you're a Baylor basketball fan, I know Keontae's been on campus. He's been to a couple of games, but if you want to watch what he's able to do, dial into this.
1: Okay, I like this. Uh, Keontae George, and one of the top players in the country, from Louisville, Texas, but ended up at that IMG Academy. i that, That's got to be. I'm sure that's a good experience, but still, can you imagine, like, leaving all your high school buddies, Garrett? Now, you and I were never <laughs> never had that opportunity. We weren't quite that uh, we weren't standouts, and I don't want to – I'm only speaking for myself, Garrett. You may have been a <laughs> standout. But we didn't have an opportunity to go do that. I just cannot imagine leaving all my buddies leaving your high school scene to show up at IMG Academy. That is is—that's just weird to think about. But this guy's great. He's tremendous, and uh, I think that's a good recommendation to watch Keontae. Garrett, have you, gotten, uh, have you had a chance to meet Keontae at any of these Baylor games where he's shown up? Because you love recruiting and all that kind of stuff. Have you said hello to
2: him? I have not come across him yet. I'm hoping that he's there Saturday. Um, and if he is, I'm going to try to catch up with him. But I haven't caught up with him in person yet.
1: There was that one kid that was a football player. You remember that quarterback? And I said, "Hey, Garrett, so and so's out here." <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, Matthew Marberry from Woodland.
1: Is that it? Okay. That's it. I was wondering. There's that Novosad kid who's committed to Baylor yep. for the 2023 class, and I'm, uh, I'm very interested because apparently good. he's got a big time arm, sprays it around the field. And uh, but you've been you've been high on uh, Mr. Novosad. Okay, uh, Garrett, what else do you have for us in campus confidential? And a reminder: we do have the new Salado head football coach. Um, And he's already – he was already a Salado, had a place in Salado. It's going to work out great. But uh, Tom Westerberg is going to join us at 5 o'clock as we talk some high school football. But, uh, Garrett, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential?
2: All right, so we're going to head down to H-Town. And we knew that with the Big 12 expanding and bringing in Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and uh, BYU, that those schools would see a bump in revenue. Um, Obviously, that's the main reason they're coming in. Uh, but Houston is already reaping the rewards of this, and mainly Dana Holgerson. Uh, he signed a deal last week, and he is now under contract through 2027. This extension keeps his salary structure in place. He's going to make $4.2 million in 2022 with annual $100,000 raises, topping him out at 40, $4.7 million in 2027. Um, the school has already done a good job of keeping the assistant coaches in play as well by increasing their pay. Uh, they immediately gave Holgerson an extra million dollars to spend on his assistants. That moved up from 4.5 million to 5.5, and another million will be added on top of that six months after joining the Big 12. Uh, one of the guys, the assistants who has uh, already received a bonus, is defensive coordinator Doug Belk. So he got an extra one million dollars added onto his deal as well. So U of H is definitely taking care of their coaching staff. And I think this is big because – and Matt, you know, Dana has been – he's been in the, the big time – he knows the Big 12. He was at West Virginia. So, I think this is big for them to uh, kind of put their stamp on him and that staff getting ready for Big 12.
1: Okay, I, I find this interesting because Baylor's AD, Mac Rhodes, uh, helped build that, uh, that place. I mean, they redid Huffines, that whole arena. They did some stuff to the football field. I believe that's Robertson Field. or That's the way I remember it. But Mac Rhodes, Jeremiah Dickey, who was at Baylor and now with Boise State, God, I miss Jeremiah. What a oh, great friend he was. And uh, that's um, that's a uh, that's a good group now at Houston. I, I find this funny though that Holgerson. I mean, they were. I think going into the last season, because he's a, he's a little bit difficult to deal with. Holgerson's a little bit like Gundy. They they all kind of come from the same tree. And uh, but but Houston had such a great year that it really changed the way Houston and everybody thought of Holgerson, and so now they'll come rolling into the Big 12 with Holgerson uh, with a great contract. I mean, I've never known exactly Dana's, even at West Virginia, I mean, he is pretty hot to handle. He's got a little bit of Mike Leach in him. He's never that happy. He complains. Um, But if you produce and you win a ton of games, you're going to get paid. And so uh, big time. Uh, For him, and as you said, for his assistance, which is very important. All right, fit one in. uh, Gary, I know you had several today. Give me one more real quick, and then we'll get ready for our big interview with Tom Westerberg. What do you have for us?
2: All right, so former Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral uh, was asked at the NFL Combine if he regrets playing in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor where he left with that injury. You know, there was a lot of talk going in. Uh, should he play? Shouldn't he play? We've seen a lot of players over the past few years opt out. He elected not to and unfortunately got hurt. Uh, he said that he uh, he's not going to throw at the combine. He's still recovering from a right ankle injury. He says that it is a high ankle sprain, no breaks, no tears, which is good news. But we all know how bad that looked on TV and in person if you were there. Uh, multiple teams have asked Corral uh, in formal interviews whether he regretted the decision to play or not. He said, quote, uh, they asked if I regretted it, and I said absolutely not. I never thought about opting out. I was that it had never crossed my mind. I was going to play regardless. So, uh, you know, this is something to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, but Matt Corral doesn't regret it, and he's still going to go high in the draft, though.
1: Yeah, and and I I would say there will be teams that really like that. Now, again, Jalen Smith had a uh, life-altering injury. He would have been like a top-five pick. He ends up going second round to the Cowboys, and his career has kind of come to a halt. Uh, And so I can see arguments both ways, but I I, I would think that uh, scouts and coaches will be – now, if he had not played – and he had the same skill that he has, I think they would have been fine. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go higher because of this, but I think the admiration level uh, on certain teams might go a little higher, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. Okay, good story. Good stuff from Garrett Ross. We appreciate it. In for Aaron Sexton. Now we will talk to the new head football coach at Salado. Salado has a new coach, and uh, you'll meet him next.
6: Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Levell, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel
7: like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it,
11: it, it, because the defenses are so good. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
14: What well, do John Morris, Kirk Watson, You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant,
3: or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. City Ranch Boot
12: Company has a new location, and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom design, locally owned, family operated, and Texas-made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joco Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com.
7: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
12: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, nope, it's not that bar, or even the man cave. Think about it, the most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Good feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy.
4: At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
11: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas welcome back to the matt mosley show the presenting
0: sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram ascension providence barnett contracting baylor line foundation marine land boating center myatt fuels texas sports hall of fame schmoltz's sandwich shop the baylor club and ubo business services and now here's matt mosley
1: it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, pleased to be joined right now by Tom Westerberg, the new head football coach at uh, Salado. And, uh, man, there's a lot of excitement in town. And, Tom, uh, it's fun to uh, – we. I think we crossed paths many years ago when I was a young reporter at the Dallas Morning News, and, and we've got people, uh, friends in common. Uh, I, I heard that name, and I'm like, man. Coach Westerberg, so uh, I think Central Texas, um, you've, uh, you know, everybody knows everybody in the coaching business. You've had ties over the years, but this is very exciting. Uh, congratulations.
15: Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, it's all uh, pending uh, board approval uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so uh, not, not quite approved all the way through, but uh, we're, we're hoping it gets approved tomorrow afternoon.
1: I'm going to send them some of your tapes from Allen, some of the offense and some of the, some of the wins you had there. And I think we can get this thing pushed through. Uh, but uh, what a, what a cool thing. I mean, you had uh, decided to be an athletic director, had a lot of great things happen at Hayes and at consolidated where you've been. Were you just, um, were you just missing it? Did you, I mean, and, and was it one of those deals where, Hey, it was going to take the right opportunity. What, um, What's been kind of your, you know, in your decision-making process? Because I know uh, Hayes was very excited to, to basically have you as their first full-time AD-only uh, type position.
15: It is. Yes, it was. And uh, when I was leaving Barber Hill, I was coming here to kind of start an athletic department uh, uh, at Hayes. They have three high schools and, and uh, have not really had a, a full-time AD and uh, started that. And uh, After 34 years, I didn't coach for the first time on the field, uh, and, uh, through a football season, but you know, there, there was, there was reasons to do it. Uh, my dad was, uh, uh, living in Georgetown in an assisted living. So it afforded me a lot of opportunity to, to to be with him in his last, uh, six months. And so passed away in early December. And so I wouldn't have traded that for anything. And, uh, just, uh, as we were kind of settling everything, uh, I've always had my eye on the Slato job. That's hometown for me and uh, have actually applied for it three times. And uh, uh, I guess four, four times as a charm, I guess uh, uh, it, it came open. And uh, that was, uh, that was a job that I'd always kind of had my eye on and I was uh, definitely ready to uh, get back onto the field. And uh, uh, we have a town home there that we remodeled about three years ago. My wife and I did. And so, uh, have a place to, to, to go to. And, uh, it was just a, just a good fit and, and, uh, you know, called, talked, interviewed, and, and here we are.
1: What is your favorite nine at Mill Creek, by the way? Uh, is, <laughs> do you have a, do you, do you have, I, I, yeah. I no.
15: like the, I like the, uh, the first nine because a lot of the, a lot of the first nine has some of the, uh, the old original holes, the old original nine, uh, were built in that very first nine that goes back over the Low Water Bridge, and 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 all of that uh, where the old pro shop was and clubhouse is, and so the the first nine is usually is, is really my favorite.
7: Yeah,
1: well, uh, Salado's a great place. They finally finished some of that construction so we can kind of get back to living life in Salado. They nearly shut down the whole town, but everybody's bounced back, and it's great. And this will be exciting. You know, Alan Hare had this thing going in the right direction. He's had an oh, 11-win season, maybe even a 12-win season at some some point. So it has to be attractive in that way that, it you know, it's not like a – a rebuild type of thing. What Other than just loving the, the, that part of the country, what do you see kind of in the program? I mean, it's a one-horse town kind of thing, like y'all had at Allen. Uh, but what are some of the things that really attract you about this uh, about this football program?
15: I, I've known Allen for a long time. Uh, he's, a, he's a Slado guy. Uh, he's a, a few years younger than I am. And, uh, he, he's done a great job everywhere he's ever been. And, uh, he's not leaving the, the covers bare, the kids, uh, uh, he, he took it and, uh, hadn't won a whole lot of games before he took it. Uh, they'd gone through a pretty rough spell and, uh, he, he made football important again and, uh, has gotten the kids, has gotten the kids working and, and, uh, when he, when he left to go to, uh, Sheperell and open that school and you know it just it, it, it opened up an opportunity so he he's done a great job with his with his staff and and uh you know I just look forward to coming in there now it's going to be night and day different uh uh we 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 are not gonna slot tee it uh, and so uh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go have a little fun and put the ball in there a little bit
1: Right, so remind folks, I kind of can remember your Allen days. You don't mind slinging it around a little bit. At that point, a lot of teams were going spread. I remember Ennis and, and uh, Randy over at Highland Park, and, and I, yep. you know, a lot of folks. Is, is it a combination of that and still valuing the run a lot? Uh, what is the Tom Westerberg sort of uh, evolution since those days even? Where, where do you stand from an offensive philosophy?
15: I think you still have to be able to run the football to win games. Uh, I, I still think there's a, uh, in, in the game of football, you got to do that. I, I haven't ever had a game where I've thrown it, you know, 65 snaps, every snap of the game. But, uh, uh, but I also think uh, you have got to be able to throw the football to win, uh, especially win big games against, uh, maybe some teams that are better athletically than you are up front. And so uh, I, I think that's a huge key. And I think that was, that was us at Allen early uh, until uh, we got pretty good and got uh, the, the athletes in there. Uh, I, I think we, we won some games and, and, you know, we played against some defenses that were maybe a little bit better than but we were and we were able to uh, throw the football to win games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I was even thinking back to how you ran practices there. I mean, there, you had to learn. I mean, you had so many players coming out. Um, you know, Salado will be different in that respect, but there's still a lot of interest, and in, 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 I mean, I, I just think it's going to be fun, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of excitement, and it's great. I mean, it's I, I hope Salado people understand how big a name you are, Tom. You're a pretty humble guy. Uh, but I, I kind of reacted today. I was like, wait, Tom Westerberg. And, uh, so that was, um, uh, that's pretty cool that you have all those ties and you wanted Salado. And I got to question the Salado people for, for, uh, passing you up a few times, but, but now they well, finally,
8: it, <laughs> you know, the, the, the,
15: the, good Lord has, uh, has, has put my career and, and I've, I've put it in his hands and, and, uh, it's, uh, he, he's, He's had me on the right path, and for whatever reason, uh, you know, early on I was really young and, and trying to find a head head football job, and I didn't get it. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I, d- I didn't land it the three previous times, and and uh, but uh, it it ended up uh, I ended up at Allen, and so uh, throughout throughout the career, and and uh, we we had a whole lot of success there, and so. You know, I, I don't, I, uh, I didn't get it for whatever reason. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. And, uh, and now, now I've got an opportunity and, uh, and to go have a little fun uh, back home and, and, uh, playing football at Slato is still really important and they've got great numbers out. And, uh, I just want to try to build on what Alan and his group has done.
1: Yeah. Well, coach Baird, I think it's a great hire. And we're excited about this now. Uh, Joe Martin you, you know you come from that coaching tree going back to uh, he came from Garland tell folks tell us where are you hooked up with him because coach Gamble you I mean that's an illustrious group of coaches that were under Joe and then uh, of course Steve Williams uh, my cousin at Allen hires Joe yep. to come over from Garland what was uh, when did you connect with Joe because that's another uh, that's a legendary name in coaching circles.
15: It is. Joe's done a great job. Uh, I, I actually, my first, my first year to coach was at Cameron, uh, Cameron, Texas. I coached in the junior high right out of college at Cameron. Uh, Toby York was the head coach. I left, I uh, was there nine months and that whole staff kind of broke up. Uh, Toby went to Conroe and the defensive coordinator went to Clifton and, and I ended up nowhere. And so, uh, I was looking for a job and, in uh, knew I wasn't going to stay in Cameron and there was a job open at a town called Lake Dallas and Joe Martin was the head coach and so I I called him and uh when back in the day you you know you're calling just cold calling looking for jobs and and he uh he was the he answered the phone uh and he said when can you be here to interview I I said tomorrow and so I I interviewed with Joe and got on at Lake Dallas and we went from Lake Dallas to Maybank, from Maybank to Garland, and then from Garland to Allen. So I've been with them for quite a
7: few yeah. years.
1: Cedar Creek lot uh, living right there in uh, Maybank, yeah. Texas. Yeah, I'm from uh, yep. I'm from Kaufman, Texas. So just right okay. down the road. And so yep. at some point, you you know, in your young coaching days, uh, they had some guy named Paul Prox that used to scare the living daylights out of us. And then I think Vincent Prox pe- played there. I don't know if any of those names those ring a bell. Kids. I
15: I coached Paul Prox and I coached Vincent Prox and I actually coached Paul's twin sister Paula. Uh, I was the head girl's uh, uh, track coach and she actually went to state in the shot put. But the Proxes were pretty good.
1: We were one time they put Paul in. You remember that first quarter rule or they'd erase the score and some (laughs) of us would be out there and I think Paul somehow ended up on the field and we were like, get Paul Prox off this field. He does not need to be out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were, there were some good, good kids. Yeah. Yeah. that's a tremendous day well. This is, uh, this is exciting and, uh, and congratulations. And it's, um, uh, I'm really sorry about your dad, but I'm glad y'all had that time. It sounds like a very yep. special time that you had. And then, uh, be right down there at Mill Creek and all kinds of new restaurants. Let's let's uh, band forces to get Stagecoach in. I um I, I just heard recently they've changed the name, which it, for the life of me I can't figure out how you why you would ever do that. So once you kind of right. get settled, let's let's uh, let's team up and see if we can convince them that
15: that's a bad idea. Okay, they went back to the old old. I think it is the original <laughs> name, the Sadie Villa. So yeah, we can, we, we can do that, but I'm sure I'll have a few other things to do. Yeah, I know,
1: I know. I I don't <laughs> want to put too much on your plate, but uh, Tom, that's, that's right.
15: uh, congratulations, congratulations
1: on your son's success too. He was a quarterback for you at Allen uh, about the time I think I remember you uh, coming, you know, at Allen, and then I yep. looked to see I was like, wonder whatever happened to that kid? And there he is. Uh, he's a head coach at White House, Texas. He is. So he, he that's is pretty cool. Uh,
15: he he was the offensive coordinator for. For me, one year at uh, one year at Allen, and then five years at Barbers Hill. Uh, he was up in the Van Alstine area for quite a few years as the offensive coordinator uh, prior to coming to Allen. And so, yeah, he's uh, he's had a heck of a heck of a run and starting his head coaching career. And so he's he's uh, he's excited getting ready to go.
1: He just needs another Patrick Mahomes to show up there in White House and everything. He will be okay. sure does.
15: That that would help. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, listen, uh, congrats, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Can't wait to see you back on the sideline, Coach. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to talk. You bet, you bet. There he goes. Pending uh, the voting, Tom Westerberg will be the uh, new head coach at Salado Football, and uh, sounds like he and Alan here are good long friends, and so that's great. That'll be a great transition because uh, Alan is a friend of the show, great friend of Ward White's, I should add, and now Tom Westerberg takes over at Salado and uh, that's exciting. I mean, Salado people who are out there listening to us right now, you got you a big, big-time head coach. And Because uh, I think that was, you know, hair leaving shook some people. Uh, and uh, just because he'd done so great there, and he was a Salado guy. But uh, he decided he wanted to try something new, and so now it's time for Coach Westerberg. All right, um, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. Longhorns wondering why they can't be more like Baylor. You'll want to listen to this. That's next.
4: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm chief meteorologist Michael Point. Mostly cloudy skies continue tonight. It'll be mild with low temperatures falling to 43 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a breezy day, but that's going to bump temperatures to around 78 and mostly cloudy on Friday, a little bit cooler at 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
5: Baylor Baseball all season long here on the home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas
6: the Bears back in action Wednesday in Houston taking on the Rice Owls 615 for the warm-up show 630 first pitch for Baylor Rice baseball Wednesday
5: coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN
6: Central Texas
14: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number.
3: So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
12: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar. Or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof.
11: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day with Commissioner Rob Manford announcing the sport will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute for the first time in 27 years after lockout talks collapsed hours before the deadline. TCU beat number 6 Kansas 74-64 last night. Also in the Big 12, OU beat West Virginia 72-59. Tonight in Big 12 action, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. Conley basketball is heading back to the regional tournament to face Silsby. And Lorena is also heading back to regionals this weekend to face Dibault. Baylor softball gets a sweep of Prairie View A&M yesterday. And Baylor baseball back on the diamond tonight to face Rice. First pitch at 630. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central
11: Texas.
1: I mean, that was fun, catching up with uh, Tom Westerberg. I mean, he was big time at Allen, offensive coordinator, came to head coach, and uh, then went to uh, old Barbers Hill. I like that name, always have. And then uh, was the AD at Hayes. In fact, just about a day ago, he had tweeted that Hayes consolidated or wherever, you know, he was overall his AD. One of those schools uh, was getting a huge new video board. So uh, he, he was ready to make the big announcement and uh, that the video board was coming, and then he ends up right there at Salado as a head coach. So, Garrett, why don't you add, uh, you know, Belton's right there next to Salado. Either tell the Belton newspaper they need to do more Salado coverage or go right down there to the Village, that Village Voice, that's good paper in Salado, and add that to your growing empire of, uh, of teams you cover. What do you think about that?
2: It's not a bad beat, man. I would be all for cover at Salado.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, those are good people down there, great businesses, wonderful uh, wonderful folks right there at Salado, Mill Creek, and Coach Westerberg's going to fit in perfectly there. Now, we got big-time Baylor stuff coming up. I, I found it funny, and, and we can listen. I want to sample a little bit of this. Uh, um, Gary, because I, I threw this to you, and, and I'm trying to remember who told me about this. I think it was one of our Austin people. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Medina, I think, brought this to my attention. Eric listens to the show. He and uh, Wes Libsay, old buddy of mine from Baylor, they listened to our program, and uh, they might have been E-Dogs. They might have been SAE. But they got a kick out of listening to some Orange Bloods. This was, this was on that Orange Bloods podcast. And now, Garrett, you may have talked to some of these guys before. One of the guys we'll hear from is Jeff Howe, And he's covered the Longhorns for a long time. Uh, do you remember the other guy, Garrett? I'm trying to think. The other guy that was a part of this thing. Uh, I just remember one of them's Jeff. I don't and remember. Then, okay. All right. Well, it's somebody that I recognized. And now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But that's part of that. Oh, oh, Anwar Richardson. Onwar Richardson, Anwar Richardson, A N W A R, he covers the horns. A lot of people, in fact, my I, I ran into some of my a lot of my Longhorn buddies down there at that game the other night. But Anwar Richardson does a nice job, and he's on this podcast too. And the the headline was basically like, "Why can't UT be like Baylor? Why can't UT athletics?" Which I just find so funny. <laughs> That 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 the Orange Bloods, which is obviously a pro UT site, and they've got good stuff and, and of course they got horns two four seven that my old buddy Chip Brown is with, and then I got friends at the Austin American Statesman. So they got the Longhorns covered from every direction. But I said, Hey, Garrett, listen to a little bit of this. See if there's anything we might want to use, and you kinda came up with some of it. So let's tune in and I wanna see what the Longhorns are saying about the Baylor bears. Let's listen in here. It
9: just boggles my mind that Texas as an athletic institution has been so off its game for the better part of the last decade that in really the biggest sports that matter, football, men's basketball, women's basketball, In general, like those are considered the big three sports in college athletics. You'll hear Texas baseball fans who will argue that baseball would be in that mix as well. Fair enough, but it's not considered a revenue sport. And women's basketball, at least for some programs, is a revenue sport. Some of them, many of them, most of them, probably not. But you look at football, you look at men's basketball, and you look at women's basketball. And If we just start with basketball, Baylor owns Texas right now at a level that I can't explain. If you combine the two together, it's like, I think women's basketball is like 28 out of 29 or something ridiculous like that. I think the basketball team now is nine out of 10. Like I've lost count of how many Baylor victories over Texas that we've seen in both of the basketball teams. And then when you think about Baylor winning the big 12 in football last year and the fact that Baylor's now won multiple Big 12 championships since you've been on the beat. Last decade, Baylor's doing what Texas can't, and it's happening in all of the big sports for the most part. Like a level of dominance of Baylor over Texas, I just can't wrap my head around it. And last night, final five minutes of that game, one team knew it was going to beat the other. And the other team looked like a basketball team that was very unsure of itself when put into that situation. As, as someone that went to school at Texas in the mid 90s and, and you know started Orange Bloods through the early part of the 2000s, the idea that Baylor could own Texas to this degree kind of blows my mind, seriously. Like, like insert the internet meme where the guy's brain explodes that that's kind of like my reaction after last night
5: okay i i I'd, I'd, I'd like you to take me back to to yesteryear because look the, the the things i knew about Baylor prior to you know moving here and prior to the to rise of you know art Bryles, was the crazy scandal about the basketball team and the murder cover-up? Like, it's always been some sort of wild, wild west of some sorts that's going on So take me back to what did it used to be like? Like, who was Baylor in the in the conference and how the hell did they get to, how did they rise? I'm just kind of curious.
9: You have to understand, I grew up as a Baylor fan. so you grew up in Waco. From the age of eight, I'm sorry, from the age of, me being born until I was ten, I lived in Waco, mm-hmm. and then from ten on, up until the last year, I've lived in Austin, and so I have a very unique experience. My father is like a big deal Baylor alum; like I, I, I come from Baylor family, right? Okay. And I grew up going to games, and Baylor was always the David versus in David versus Goliath. Baylor was always the David. Biggest moments when I was a kid in Baylor athletics always dealt with some Baylor underdog team beating Texas. I mean, it is the way of which they measured success was could you beat Texas?
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I like. I, I didn't want to. I kind of wanted to react to it live. And uh, in fact, uh, Garrett sent it to me earlier, and I said, "No, I just want to. I just want to hear it." And it, it delivered because <laughs> that is OrangeBloods.com podcast. I see Anwar on there, Anwar, uh, and I see Jeff Howe. I've been seeing him for years, and I'm sure we've crossed paths. I don't really know those guys that well. I just see him on Twitter. But that's a, that's a guy that died in the wool, Texas fan and graduate, and then a guy that's come in there and obviously covering the horns, basically saying, well, what happened here? And and it's right, he's right to say that back in the 90s, you know, beating Texas, now Grant Taft started doing it on an every-other-year basis. Now, still, they did not, they went 50 years without winning in Austin. Grant Taft, I mean, uh, finally beat them in 1989. They beat them 50-7 to seven in Austin. That ended up, uh, ended a long, long streak. So, and then, uh, you know, Penders and then Rick Barnes, Kind of in the early days of Scott Drew, that was part of the thing, getting over the hump and finally beating Texas. And now they beat them constantly, 11 of 12. For the men, I believe it is. Is it 12 out of 13 or 11 out of 12? So, I mean, it is um, uh, it is a constant um, uh, deal. And the women just beat them, like you said, like 28 of 29. I mean, it's crazy. Women have just owned. In fact, they went and hired Vic Schaefer. To the point, I, I've gotten to know the athletic director at, uh, at Texas, Chris Del Conte. I like Chris a lot. And, and Chris, after games, I, we were texting the other night, and, uh, and he was saying, well, Scott Drew deserves to be the coach of the year in the Big 12. I mean, even though I think he's very happy and he's great, he's very happy with his hire of Chris Beard, but he gets it. I mean, everybody at Texas understands how crazy that is that little old Baylor is just putting it on them. Now, are they great? At, are they better right now at baseball than Baylor? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's not – I mean, I love baseball, and I want to beat them like anything. But it's kind of like they said, the, the revenue sports. Now, baseball is getting better because baseball coaches are getting paid a lot more. So baseball is becoming a bigger deal. But for now, it's still football, men's basketball, and then women's basketball. And Texas is hoping Vic Schaefer can get them back in the uh, conversation – on the national scene, and they're, and they're kind of getting there. But it just, it's just kind of funny to me, Garrett, to hear, like, big-time pro. I mean, this is not a, a group that's known for, like, ripping the Longhorns. This is, look at us in recruiting. Let's cover the Longhorns. People subscribe to this thing, Orange Bloods. Those guys make good money because people in, in Longhorn land subscribe to all this stuff. And, and yet, that's what they're talking about is how strange it is to be owned by Baylor. Garrett, this is a good time to be a Bear. It's a good time for those of us that, uh, a good time to cover the Bears like you are, Garrett, um, mm-hmm. because they they mean more than they did, uh, you know, and obviously had some great times during the Bryles years, but the, the level of ownership they have right now over Texas has gotten out of hand, and I thought that was fun, Garrett, to hear up. Uh, Hear a couple of Longhorns riders bemoan the fact that that's happened. Sad times in Austin. Yeah, I mean it, it. It kind of is now. The question becomes: Can they? Can they turn it around? I think Schaefer has a chance because he is a really good coach. Well, he's a red-faced, high blood pressure type coach. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that kind of like, ooh, what's Vic? You know. Vic seems like he just he's always on edge. But I could see them, they'll, they'll at least challenge Baylor in women's basketball. For years and years, they couldn't even do that. Vic Schaefer will kind of have them. Occasionally, they'll be able to beat Baylor. Football, <laughs> they're going to be going to the SEC. And, and so I kind of laugh about the fact that they, they're, in a way, and we 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 laugh about that at Baylor. That's not why they're leaving because they can't be Baylor. They're leaving to go try to make a bunch of money, and they think, oh, our brand needs to be in the SEC. Can you imagine, Garrett, that kind of thought process? No, that I can't. And I I get why they're doing it. I, I get all that. And and again, they they're into the brand, and oh, we got to go with the big bought dogs and all that. But but still, think about what's going to happen to them when they're five and seven in the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12 was good this year. Oklahoma State was good. Baylor's was good. OU's good. But it's not it – let's not act like the Big 12 is just, like, off the charts, like the greatest it's ever been. And Texas couldn't even get bowl eligible in this conference. And they're going to go try to go to the SEC. Now, maybe they'll bounce back this year. Do you – Garrett, now I, 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 I want to take off – I don't want to – I want to take off my bear hat for a second. And do you think that Sark, especially with Quinn Ewers – and you follow recruiting. Mm-hmm. They've had some amazing recruiting. And they've also done pretty well in the portal. I think they've had some pretty good folks show up over there. Do you think in these last couple of seasons that they'll have in the Big 12 that, that Sark could get this thing flipped? And do you think he will
2: get this thing flipped? Uh, I mean, I think there's going to – I don't know that he'll necessarily get it flipped. I think if they can get in there and they can actually develop some of these guys – They can win a few more games than, you know, what they've done over the past couple of seasons. Uh, But as far as, you know, like kind of re-sparking whatever Texas fans claim to be their heyday was, I don't see it.
1: Golly, man. I love our Austin people kind of making us aware of all this. They're they're bears down there in in the land of the Longhorn. Eric Medina, I think I remember him being part of the E-Dogs that used to give us fits on those uh, in intramural football. I think we could beat SAEs in basketball. They weren't that great because they had to depend on people like uh, Tim Sasser. And Sasser really wanted to be a Fiji. So, uh, Garrett, you want me to do some more?
2: Some more I'm uh, assuming frater- these are like frats or fraternity something? Fraternity talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: SAE is a is a fraternity. And and these guys that brought this to our attention were part of that group. Now, Wes Livesay comes from like Baylor royalty. I feel like the Livesay family – I don't know. They're either spiritual people or something, but the live says are big time folks. And uh, and so I've known West for many, many years. But they brought this to our attention and they listen to us on a daily basis uh, because, uh, well, I mean, and by the way, a lot of people down Austin direction can hear us on Mm -hmm. 1660 uh, as you get down to like Pflugerville. I was trying this out the other night. I was driving back from Austin. You can kind of. You know, almost kind of pushing into Round Rock. That signal gets pretty strong out there. So shout out. We got plenty of Longhorns in the audience, so we need to be somewhat kind to the Longhorns from time to time. But I thought that was kind of fun to listen to some of that and to see what the Longhorns are up to. I do think Beard will get it going. It didn't happen as quickly as they wanted to. What Chris Beard has to do uh, from a basketball standpoint, uh, Garrett is is find. He's always going to be able to coach defense. Mm-hmm. What he was able to do when he got to Tech is he had Keenan, uh, what is that guy's name, Keenan Edwards or Keenan Reynolds, whatever Keenan's last name was, Keenan Evans. It was Keenan Evans. He had a really good guard, and then he had some unbelievable athletes. One of those years, oh, my gosh, I'd have to think. I'm just, Zaire Smith was awesome, and they had another guy that was a swing man that was a great, great player. What Texas has not been able to do in forever is have guards. T.J. Ford was firing the cannon, the T-shirt cannon, the other night when I was there. And it, it just got me thinking. And, and uh, Kendall Cout was sitting next to me, and I said, I, I said something about the fact. I said, God, they haven't had a, a really good guard, like a great shooting guard in forever. And he goes, well, yeah, Javen Felix was okay. Man. Who? If you gotta, if you gotta bring up J, it's Javon Felix or something like, or so. I remember who he's talking about. It was back when uh, Barnes was there and Jordan Hamilton was on that team, and they had a guard named something Felix, Javon Felix or Javen. I think his name was Javon Felix. And he was not very good. I mean, it's just it's crazy to me that they can get all those big men and great leapers, and those guys they got one and done players on almost an annual basis. And they can't get a guard. I mean, God love him. Ramey is a gamer. I like him. But he's not consistent. Obviously, Andrew Jones is an inspirational story, but he's not consistent. Febris isn't a, 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 you know, he's a shooter. But they, they haven't had a great guard in, like, since DJ Augustine was there. It's crazy. How can you not recruit guards at the University of Texas? You should right, be able to. That was fun. That was fun. Well, yeah, especially in the, to their point, Baylor's got guards coming out there. I mean, it's, it's last year you got Teague and Davion and Jared, and then you go back and even going back to uh, uh, Cherry and then, and then his whole crew and then Tweedy. And it just year after year, they develop and have great point guards. And Texas, through all those years, has never been able to get a guard. Marcus Carr plays for him right now. He transferred him somewhere. That's the problem with all those portal people. You can't, to me, some teams can do it, I guess. But Texas tried to do it and, and flip the switch this year, and they just couldn't put all the parts together. Now, who knows? Maybe Bishop and Timmy, those guys that are 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 all the transfers, will get going in the tournament this year. But I have my doubts. All right, some good Texas talk and some good basketball talk there. It is time for us to say goodnight. The dismount is next.
5: It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
6: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Wednesday afternoon Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, perfection in Baylor Softball will give you details plus baseball hits the road. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
1: In Texas, there's pea-size hail and
3: baseball-size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back
10: into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads.
7: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to ensure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may
6: vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality.
12: Come by. Let's be friends.
2: Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan-engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today.
5: You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
6: And welcome back. Baylor softball swept a doubleheader over Prairie View A&M yesterday, 9-0 and 3-2 the scores. The headline from that doubleheader sweep was the first perfect game in Baylor softball history, thrown in game 1 by freshman Casey West. West with the perfect game, a five-inning run rule victory, 9-0 Baylor over Prairie View A&M. With the two wins, Baylor softball now 10-5 on the season. They are home again for a doubleheader Saturday, hosting Texas A&M. Corpus Christi, the doubleheader begins at noon at Getterman Stadium. Meanwhile, Baylor baseball hits the road. They're back in action tonight on the road in Houston against the Rice Owls. On the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 tonight for Baylor, coming off the series in which they won two of three at home over Duke over the weekend. Following tonight's game at Reckling Park, the Bears will stay in Houston and compete in the Shriners Hospitals for Children Classic at Minute Maid Park this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. An outstanding field in the tournament and a great opportunity to play in a major league park, says head coach Steve Rodriguez. It is. It's
0: fun to be able to play in those kind of environments. You're going to have anywhere from ten to twenty thousand people there,
1: and I think it's fun because it sets them up to understand exactly what it's going to be like to go into postseason. You're going to have three different teams we got to prepare for. Um, you're not probably you're not going to be facing the same team twice, and so
15: you really got to be sure you're making adjustments on the fly and as we go because by the time you might get ready, it's too late and the game's over. Now we got to prepare for the next team.
6: Coach Ride talking about this week's Shriners College Classic in Houston at Minute Maid Park. The Bears will play UCLA Friday at 11, Tennessee Saturday at 3, then wrap it up with a game against LSU on Sunday evening at 7. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward Weinz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day with Commissioner Rob Manford announcing the sport will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute for the first time in 27 years after lockout talks collapsed hours before the deadline. TCU beat number 6 Kansas 74-64 last night. Also in the Big 12, OU beat West Virginia 72-59. Tonight in Big 12 action, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. Conley basketball is heading back to the regional tournament to face Silsby, and Lorena is also heading back to regionals this weekend to face Dyball. Baylor Softball gets a sweep of Prairie View AM yesterday. And Baylor Baseball back on the diamond tonight to face Rice. First pitch at 6 30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on
11: ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is the dismount music. You hear it, and it's time to, uh, well, we've got to say goodnight and uh, always kind of go off into the evening and and, uh, visit a little bit. I want to thank all our fine sponsors, and uh, my goodness, I tell you, Barnett... uh, Barnett Contracting, love what uh, love what they do, and uh, it's uh, it's tremendous. One of our great partners, and it's just the the, the amount of things they're doing across Central Texas. And folks have been going to them for years and years. It goes all the way back to 1968, I believe it is, the family business, and uh, it's just continued. That's one of the great things about Central Texas. I was just talking to somebody the other day about some uh, steel business and barn dominiums and that type of thing. Things stay in families for generations, and uh, and, and they they continue to flourish. Through the good times, bad times, they survive, and they kind of stick together. And that's one of the great things about these businesses and some of our sponsors is they just – everybody pulls for each other in Central Texas. So uh, thank you, Barnett Contracting, for what you do. And then, of course, thank you for our – our presenting sponsor, uh, that is Central National Bank. Brian Fonville, you heard bank shots earlier today. Um, Garrett, I think you enjoyed, didn't you, getting to hear kind of the uh, his explanation of why, what we're trying to do with these banking sanctions to the Russians, how we're trying to kind of take the take the legs out from uh, from uh, Putin. Did you kind of like
2: hearing some of that? I did, because I was kind of curious of what all that truly meant. So it was nice to have an expert break it down for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, not uh, yeah, Garrett. Y'all, he's available for game time as well. I mean, if y'all ever have banking questions, just uh, call him up for game time. I know Ward and, and Tom could use some banking advice. But Brian Fonville, we appreciate him uh, being with us. Uh, okay, bring us up to date, if you would, Garrett. Last night, uh, as I like to go around and look at potential college players in high school, and I uh, made my way all the way to Lancaster, Texas last night. And uh, got to see Lake Highlands and Trey Johnson, uh, considered one of the best guards in the country in his class. He's a sophomore. They got beat by Arlington Martin. Man, it was tough. It was tough. Brought back some tough memories, uh, Garrett. My senior year in high school, Kaufman. we had to play Lancaster. They were in our district, and uh, we did not fare very well. Bet not against Lancaster. No, thanks, thanks. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you could just take one look at me and go. I don't think Mosley was going to do too well beat against it like Lancaster. That. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Joe Rushing and his staff did put us on. I, I put it, put it on us. But uh, fortunately, years later, I became friends with Joe Rushing. But it was kind of interesting being back in there. Love those old gymnasiums. I know the new ones are nice, and I'll be very excited about the pavilion at Baylor. That new uh, Foster Pavilion. But those old high school gyms are the best. I love seeing games. Those old barns. Some of them look like old airplane hangers. There's one out in Commerce that I like. In fact, my Kaufman Lions have advanced to the whew, fourth round. I mean, they're, they're, we're starting mm-hmm. to get pretty far into this thing now. Uh, bring us up to date, uh, Garrett, on what you uh, on what's going on. Because there's some games coming up. There's one out uh, There's going to be held out in Midway. And I got very excited kind of hearing about what Lorena was up to, uh, been tracking La Vega, of course, and uh, just bring us up to date on a few of our local high school teams.
2: Yeah, so La Vega had a really tremendous season. Unfortunately, they fell last night to a solid Austin LBG, uh, LBJ squad. Um, also, Conley was in action against center. Uh, the cadets were able to get the win 71-57. to 57. They will now advance to the se- uh, regional semifinals where in Lufkin, where they're going to take on number two, Silsby, these two teams that have met numerous times in the past, very familiar with each other. And you mentioned Lorena there. They got a big win last night over Grosbeck, and they will advance now to take on Dye ball That game is going to take place over at Midway. And then another game last night I was keeping my eye on for some uh, schools that are kind of fringe for our area, but um, Academy fell to Franklin up in West. That was a really good matchup there between oh, two solid teams. Man. So. But that's, that's some of the, the boys. And then tomorrow, you're going to have on the girls' side, Fairfield will be playing in San Antonio. So, uh, definitely got some girls' hoops to check out. Fairfield is really, really good.
12: All right, Garrett,
1: tell Tom in the morning if um, – yeah, I, I, I like to bandwagon these teams. Like, if we decide to broadcast any of these games, I would like to call. I would like to do some play-by-play. Oh, course, okay. man, I think I think Tom – actually, Tom's more of our – resident play-by-play expert i'd like to do uh i would like to to be the color analyst on some of these games do you think tom would enjoy that calling a game and then it kind of having me over there providing color i think he would like that um, uh, yeah if, yeah if we, if, <laughs> don't yeah. react like that i think you i think we'd be a good pair and um so yeah yeah let's keep that in mind because i love i love these high school basketball playoffs and in fact the uh the uh, championships will be held in San Antonio, Texas. They, I hate it that they're not in Austin just because I'm so used to it, and I love being in Austin. They should put them in Waco, the, honestly. Boys and girls, state titles, that's well, fine, too. They've always played regionals and some of the big games uh, it, at the Farrell Center and, and held some of those things in Waco. I'm totally fine with that. I'd like them to open up the old Heart of Texas Coliseum, Extra Co., we call it now, and uh, and, and just have it right there. Oh, those old, those old places were so much fun. All right, uh, Garrett, I'm just going to assume we're at the end of our, our show here. I was looking at my clock. I mean, we got to be getting close Yeah, we're, we're,
2: we're close. Okay,
1: okay. I thought you were about to give me the call. But um, it is uh, it is time. Remember, we got the big uh, Schmaltz trivia question um, that will happen tomorrow. And Sean Hunt won it last week. Who will be the winner? Love going to Schmaltz's uh, Nelson Rue. One of the great sponsors. In fact, he's going to be one of our sponsors for Big 12 tournament coverage. It's all happening soon. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Thank you, Garrett. You've done a great job. We'll welcome Aaron Sexton back. Everybody have a great night, and we will talk to you soon. Good night, everybody.